Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Thank you for tuning in to Chomping Up a Bit. Uh, this is episode 53. This episode, of course, we'll be taking a look at the NFL. You know, it's Sunday. It's game day. So, of course, I'm going to do my usual preview where I give you the top five games to watch. I'll give you kind of a little uh, opinion as to why you need to watch those games. I'll also give you a bold prediction as well. I did do my week 12 picks on my Thursday episode, you know, for before the Thanksgiving games. And, you know, hope you all had a good Thanksgiving, you know, just still enjoying it. So you still got leftovers and everything. So I will go over those again. I also give you some key injuries that may affect your fantasy football teams as we are coming down to the end of. Uh, the regular seasons and getting ready for fantasy playoffs. Um, also, we'll look ahead to the next episode where I will get back into NBA, take a look at some news and notes over there. But first, to start off the episode, go ahead and give you some news to start your NFL Sunday. Biggest news uh, coming out of the league is. The Denver Broncos have no quarterbacks on their roster currently. And it's an interesting situation because uh, I think the Broncos did kind of reach out to the league to see if they could postpone their game because they had, um, I believe it was Drew Locke, who I guess had COVID-19. But the other quarterbacks who were in the room with him for their meetings and all that, they weren't wearing masks and they're kind of, you know, walking around the facility and all that kind of stuff. So because of the protocol, the NFL set, set, uh, set aside where, you know, somebody within the position test positive, those who are immediately around him become uh, members on the COVID-19 list for contact tracing and all that. So because of that, the whole quarterback room is now on the COVID-19 list. And for the Broncos, of course, I mean, if you don't have a quarterback, how are you supposed to play? But, and I mean, in this case, I can kind of agree with the league. The league made it known that they are willing to be flexible with their games as long as it's something where... You know, you don't have players on the list for just sheer negligence. You know, when it was, um, who was it? Well, you know, just other situations where, you know, a player may test positive and it could just be, 
I don't know. They went out to eat or something. But when they're in the facility, you know, they tried everything that they could. And everybody around them followed all the rules. Fine. The league will push your game out a couple of days. See if your players can, you know, get a couple of negative tests. And that way they'd be ready to play. But for Denver, since they weren't doing that, the leagues told them, no, you're going to play the game as scheduled. Figure it out. So, and then the story gets weirder here as well because the Broncos have a coach on the staff who apparently played quarterback a little bit in college and they tried to get some type of exemption or something to get him onto the active roster to be their quarterback which of course the league was like no what do you no that's not happening so I guess plan C at this point they went down to their practice squad and elevated Kendall Hinton who's actually a wide receiver on their practice squad but as you know what's kind of become the trend in the NFL the past probably five years or so a lot of uh, wide receivers and tight ends were actually quarterbacks in college and you know Hinton was a QB in college who I guess was more known for his running ability than his throwing ability. So because of that, Denver made him a wide receiver. And like I said, you've seen it around the league. You know, Ryan Tannehill was a wide receiver at Texas A&M. The, the Dolphins made him a quarterback, and now he's the quarterback for the Titans. Even Thursday with the, the Red, um, I almost said Redskins again, the Washington football team. You remember the trick play that they ran with Logan Thomas where he threw the pass to, I think he threw it to Terry McLaurin. Well, the reason why Washington ran that play, Logan Thomas was a quarterback at Virginia Tech. They just converted him to a tight end because he's kind of a big guy. And on down the line, you know, Julian Edelman, quarterback at Kent State, Patriots make him wide receiver, Jacoby Myers, so, it's not something that most teams pro- most teams probably have a wide receiver on the practice squad that probably was a quarterback. So, he is now going to become the quarterback for today's game against the Saints. Interesting to see how that's going to look because, like I said, he's more known for his running ability. So, expect to see an offense that's just a straight run, maybe some screen game because... You know, that's probably an easy play for a running quarterback to make. But for the Saints, it does make their defensive game plan very simple. Stop the run. That's it. So, it's kind of an interesting quarterback matchup. You have Taysom Hill for the Saints, Kendall Hinton for the Broncos, two guys who quarterbacks in college but came into the NFL as you know, different. Hinton wide receiver, Taysom Hill's the kind of do it all Swiss Army knife for the Saints. Quarterback, I mean, well, quarterback sometimes, and wide receiver, tight end, fullback, running back. So interesting there. And I guess just a tease for later on. I will speak a little more on that game a little later. But some more news: Ravens and Steelers. Remember, supposed to be the third game 
Thanksgiving night. Pushed it out. You know, we didn't get to see it. Supposed to be Sunday. Got pushed out again. They will now play on Tuesday. As the Ravens COVID list is now 18 players long. And the biggest name on that list, Lamar Jackson. So, Lamar Jackson will not play Tuesday against the Steelers. And I guess we get to, you know, dust off Robert Griffin III and see what he's got left. Once again, I'm sure I'm sure the Ravens will go run heavy, but Robert Griffin is a is at least a quarterback who can throw the ball. Um you know, he was a mobile quarterback, but he's had a few injuries that, you know, he sustained when he was in Washington. I uh, believe he had like a couple of knee injuries, so I don't know. Haven't seen him play in a while, so I don't know how mobile he really is anymore. He, I'm sure he can still, you know, give you, if the if the play breaks down, he can probably still scramble a little bit and make something happen, but yeah, looks like Robert Griffin will get the start on Tuesday. That's another game we'll talk about a little later. Um, Philly. So over the course of the week, Jalen Hurts saw an increase in work during the week for practice with the first team, which leads us all to believe he's going to get an increased role in the offense, I guess, starting this week when they play Monday night against the Seahawks. And I think this is something that should have happened a few weeks ago. Carson Wentz, to me, is not that good. I know if you do watch ESPN and all that, they're trying to put a lot of his failures on the team around him. But I do think you have to look at Wentz as being part of the problem. Um, You know, he came to the league, and a lot of the analysts were in love with him because, you know, he's got the height, he's got the strong arm, he's got the mobility... He was with uh, Doug Peterson in Philly. Peterson was coming off of the, I want to say the Kansas City Chiefs staff. So Peterson was seen as a brilliant offensive mind. So they were looking at the two being a great pair. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. The, I guess, next 10 years or whatever. And we're expecting a lot of success out of Wentz. Wentz did have that one year. He was a MVP candidate. And then it was like week 
think 16 or 17. You know, he was trying to make a play in the end zone, got hit in his knee, got hurt. Hasn't really been the same since then. You know, they won the Super Bowl that year, but it was Nick Foles who started that game. Started, well, he made the playoff run with Nick Foles. So Nick Foles, you know, got all the shine from that. And we've seen where Nick Foles has kind of gone since then. But Wentz never really recaptured that, I guess, lightning in a bottle that he had early on in his career. And now it just seems like he may be on his way out in Philly. Um, not really sure his contract situation, but I think he has like a year left. But we know at the NFL, you know, contracts are just whatever. You can cut a guy and probably take a little cap hit, but you know, he—I mean—he could be a guy that they might deal in the offseason. We'll have to see. But I do think it's good to kind of get Jalen Hurts ready, just in case you want to transition to him next year. Give him some increased playing time. I mean, they are in the NFC East, so maybe uh, Jalen Hurts can kind of create a new enthusiasm within the team. And, you know, maybe they can string together a couple of good games and then maybe take control in that division. We'll have to see. But like I said, I'm happy to see Jalen Hurts finally get some increasing snaps because Wentz has been skating by on this reputation from years ago. And I think it's finally about time to kind of put some of the, uh, you know, onus and all that on him for Philly struggling the past couple of years. It's not just this year that Philly struggled. Philly has struggled for like the last two years, so... And Wentz has been there. So, just saying. And then, finally, the Detroit Lions. You know, management there finally looked in the mirror, and they fired Matt Patricia. Which, if you saw that Thanksgiving game, you kind of understand why. Uh, The Lions got embarrassed. They, yeah. It, it wasn't, it, yeah, it was not pretty to watch. I mean, Houston was doing whatever they wanted. Got to the point where Houston was just throwing out, you know, backyard football plays and were getting wide receivers wide open. So at least for me watching, it looked like that team had completely given up on him. So, yeah, Patricia's out of a job. As is GM Bob Quinn, because of course, the lack of talent on the team, you gotta blame the GM as well. So, Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn are out of a job. And the funny thing is, Adam Gase still has his job and the Jets are 0-10. So, good for you, Adam Gase. But now begs the question, who's next? We've already seen Dan Quinn get fired Bill O'Brien Matt Patricia could there be another firing within the season like I just said is Adam Gase the next one to go at this point it kind of seems like Gase may finish the season out but a name that I think is starting to gain some momentum 
Mike McCarthy down in Dallas, even though it is his first year. But we all know Jerry Jones is a guy who, you know, can kind of just does whatever he wants. So if I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure Jerry Jones might be reaching out to some guys now to kind of see maybe some college guys, you know, trying to see what kind of interest they have in that job because yeah I mean I don't even want to blame Mike McCarthy really because you watch the Cowboys once again we could take Thursday's game big game for them against Washington opportunity for them to take the NFC East lead what do they do Ezekiel Elliott all of a sudden can't hold on to the ball he fumbles basically just stretching out for a first down didn't even really get hit he just lost the ball we all know Dalton has his limitations but they should still be better than 3-8 and eight. I mean come on and I get it you know you don't have Dak Prescott but when you had Dak Prescott you weren't exactly playing well but what I do kind of put on McCarthy is in that Thursday game it seemed like there was what like two yeah I think it was two times they went for it on fourth down and each play just looked terrible one they ran that double reverse on it was like fourth and ten on their own 30 and it, it it just didn't make any sense now since the game has played uh, I think I did see a little video of the play on YouTube or something and there was a guy who was a little open down the field but well yeah you're asking a guy who's not your quarterback to try to make that throw I kind of get why the because let's see it was verse it was the gunner who came in and he had the ball so on that play most of the time you're told throw the pass or if there's nothing there just run it so for him you know he gets it he looks up he sees a guy who could be open but for a non-quarterback probably a tough throw so he tucked it tried to run actually lost two yards on the play which you know turned into points for Washington and yeah so it does kind of seem like maybe players might be quitting on Mike McCarthy I don't know there could be some issues within the locker room. You know, there could be some type of division that maybe McCarthy makes it through the year, but they address some issues within the locker room. You might see some big names from that team moving on in the offseason. That's definitely something to watch for there because something needs to be done. I kind of think it would be kind of cheap for McCarthy to be let go after one year. Once again, it's the Cowboys. They still think it's 93, and they're and they're sitting on top of the NFL world. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, that takes care of all the news in the NFL. Go ahead, get onto the actual field and see what games you need to watch today, well, tomorrow and Tuesday. Looking at the schedule for those three days picking the top five matchups for you so here we go number five the bears five and five 
going to Green Bay to face the Packers at seven and three. You know, Nick Foles has that hip injury. It looks like he won't play. So good old Mitch Trubisky's back at starting quarterback. And I guess the big question here is, will he play any better? Has these weeks of him sitting on the sideline, I'm sure as a young quarterback, he's probably wondering why he lost his job. Will he ever get his job back? And will he would he have ever played in Chicago again? So now he gets another chance to go out there. Um, they are two games behind Green Bay, but if they can pull off the win, they move within a game. Now they can start looking at their season a little differently. Maybe, maybe Trubisky gives them a shot in the arm that they need, and they can ride it out for a few weeks. And then you know later on, you know if Foles is actually ready to go, you can evaluate the position yet again and see if Trubisky is playing well enough to keep his job the rest of the season. So it's interesting, interesting there. If you ask me, I feel like Trubisky is probably going to struggle tonight against Green Bay, and the Bears fans will just go back to you know probably hating him and wanting to run him out of town. But like I said, Trubisky's got another shot. Good luck to him. Fourth game. Uh, this is the game I talked about before. Now, just looking at it on paper, it's probably not a game you are interested in, but. The Saints at eight and two, going to Denver to play the Broncos, who are four and six. I'm just interested to see what the Broncos' offense looks like. Like I said, for the Saints, you're just gonna play the run. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players, right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. First, second, third down, run, run, run. Force Hinton to try to make plays with his arm. Like I said, he played quarterback in college, but he was more of a runner then. He's listed as a wide receiver. So how much of the playbook does he actually know in terms of, you know, quarterback reads and all that calls to the line? You'll probably see some wildcat, I'm guessing, with um, Melvin Gordon back there. You might see Jerry Judy back there for some wildcat. So I'm just interested to see what kind of tricks, you know, Vic Fangio and those guys in Denver have up their sleeve going up against the Saints team that you know based off what Tampa Bay does this weekend the Saints could find themselves a few games up in that division and you know could be set trying to get that number one seed in the NFC so interesting game definitely Saints should have an easy time winning that game but we'll definitely have to see. Number three, Ravens six and four, traveling to Pittsburgh for their bitter rivals, the Steelers, who are ten and zero. 
still the only undefeated team in the league. And like, don't look now, but the Ravens could be in serious jeopardy of not making the playoffs after all the hype coming into the year where some people thought the Ravens could knock off the Chiefs, make us make it to the Super Bowl. I wasn't one of those people because I still think there's a lot of limitations to Lamar Jackson's game. And and yeah, he hasn't really shown the ability to fix his throwing ability. He still throws. He throws a lot of lame duck passes. And with lame duck, I mean, he doesn't throw the tightest spiral. So he'll throw some passes where, you know, like the nose of the football is kind of going up and down and it's all wobbly. Those are lame duck passes. He throws a lot of those. So, so yeah, not, not that high on Lamar Jackson, but he's not playing Tuesday. As I said earlier on, he's on the COVID list. So it's Robert Griffin, the third. And I just want to see, will they give Griffin the same offense as Lamar? Or will they try to rely solely on the running game and not put Griffin in situations to make any mistakes? I think at this point, with Griffin back there, you might as well just open up the playbook, let him just have a go at it, see if you can pull the upset. Last thing you need is to fall to 6-5. and five, Fall, you know, further out because right now they're on the outside looking in. But this is a game that they would like to win to try to get back into the playoff seating. Um, it's it's an interesting game because it's a game where you could see the Ravens season kind of fall apart. If it turns into a blowout for Pittsburgh, it'll definitely test John Harbaugh's ability there. And it'll test the mental strength of some guys on that team, whether they can come back from that, dig themselves out of a hole, and make it to the playoffs this year. I mean, if they lose that game, they're probably going to be hoping that the league, you know, expands the playoffs to eight teams for the AFC and the NFC, because that may be their only way in after Tuesday's game, which would be probably the biggest disappointment in terms of hype teams coming into the year and where they actually finish. So, like I said, is it no Lamar, no chance? Uh, we'll have to see. I mean, just looking at the paper, you would think the Steelers would have it. But crazy things have happened. Uh, number two matchup. It's the AFC South battle between the Titans and the Colts. It's in Indy. Both teams come in 7-3. The Colts hold the tiebreaker for beating the Titans in their previous matchup. So, you know, can the Titans correct their issues, make enough plays to get a big win on the road against a top defense that just beat them a few weeks ago? And one thing that may be in Tennessee's favor... Phillip Rivers has a toe injury, so I'm not sure which foot the toe injury is on, but either way, for a quarterback, if it's on his plant leg, there could be some discomfort there, and if it's on his lead leg, 
I mean, that's kind of the leg that you use to, you know, swing your weight around once you make your pass. So could definitely affect him that way as well. So it will be interesting to see if the Titans can pull it all together, get a complete win, you know, get Derrick Henry going on the ground, have Tannehill make some plays in the passing game. Uh, I believe Adam Adam Humphreys will be out for that game. He's their slot wide receiver, but they have enough there with AJ Brown on the outside. So interesting to see there who can come up with the win and get that one game lead in the in the division. Of course, if the Colts do win, they will sweep the Titans, and that gives them a game and a half cushion. Because at that point the Titans can't, you know, tie them for the record because the Colts had the would own the tiebreaker. So definitely interesting game in the AFC South there. And then of course the number one matchup. I'm sure you could have guessed it. The nine and one Chiefs traveling to Tampa to face the Buccaneers, who are seven and four. And it's Mahomes versus Brady. It's the fourth matchup between the two. Uh, Brady is two and one against the against uh, Mahomes. Uh, we know that the biggest win was the AFC Championship game a couple of years ago when Brady took the Patriots into Kansas City, won a thrilling game in overtime. And, you know, they went on to the Super Bowl and they won. I believe that was against the Rams that year. So, so, you know, the question is, with this being the fourth matchup between the two, is it going to be the final matchup? Because now with Brady in the NFC, there's no guarantee that you get Bucks Chiefs every year. Brady getting a little older there. There's no guarantee that you could see this matchup in a Super Bowl down the line. So, so I guess, you know, for the NFL, I'm sure the NFL would love to see these two match up in a Super Bowl this year. But kind of a trend is, well, one, the whole Brady-Bruce Arians relationship has become, I guess, must-see TV from week to week. Because if the Bucks win, you get nothing but good news out of the two of them. If they lose, you kind of get um, like subliminal shots from Arians where he'll come out in the media and kind of tell you, yeah, Brady missed that throw or Brady didn't read the defense right or something like that. And it, it's definitely interesting because now questions are coming up. Is Brady regretting the fact that he left New England and went to Tampa Bay? I don't think it goes that deep. I just, I mean, I do feel like Brady was ready to kind of go somewhere different, play under a different coach. Maybe the question is, did he pick the wrong team to go to? I don't know. So, um, but yeah, so we'll just have to see what Brady looks like. Kansas City, I mean, they're still chasing Pittsburgh to try to get that one seed. And, um, yeah, they're 9-1. Pittsburgh, 
sitting at 10 and 0. So they want to keep the pressure on Pittsburgh to have to continue to win out because the last thing Pittsburgh wants is to have this great year kind of derail by falling to the two seed and not getting home field throughout the playoffs and not getting that first week off with an older quarterback like Big Ben. That's definitely something he would want. And right now, Kansas City is kind of the only team that can kind of spoil their plans. But yeah, like I said, past couple of past couple of big matchups for Brady and the Bucks, they've come up short. We all remember last week against the Rams. They lost that game 27-24. Brady threw a couple of terrible interceptions in that game. A couple of weeks before that, the beatdown from the Saints. So, you know, definitely uh, the Bucks have something to prove here. Try to get a big win. So there you are. The top five games to watch. Uh, I will be honest with you. This week it was a little tougher coming up with five games, but... I think I gave you a good, you know, good slate of games. I'll even throw in a a new one for you because Ravens and Steelers, there's no guarantee that gets played Tuesday. But, um, well, I mean, I guess at this point, it kind of seems like Tuesday is going to happen because the league has made it known they're not, they don't want that week 18, so... I feel like anything short from, you know, basically the whole Ravens locker room kind of coming down with it, that game should be played Tuesday. So, with all that, my bold prediction for this week. This may be the boldest prediction I've come on here with, but I'm looking at Broncos Saints. The Saints are favored by 16 and a half and once again the Broncos don't have a quarterback so of course that line shot way up but my bold prediction is the Broncos find a way to cover that spread I know it sounds crazy like I said no quarterback you know Saints is the second week with the Taysom Hill experience so they may be even better this week than last week but I don't know. I just feel like there's something in the air and the Broncos will find a way. I'm not saying they're going to win the game, of course. But I think they find a way to keep it to at least a two-touchdown defeat. So that's my bold prediction. The Broncos cover that 16.5-point spread against the Saints. And so then with that, like I said earlier on, Week 12 picks... You know, I usually wait for my Sunday episode to give you the rest of my picks, but I gave you all my picks on Thursday. So kind of just a quick little recap. Um, the Thursday, the Thanksgiving games, I took Houston over Detroit. And I took the Washington football team over Dallas. Then for the Falcons, um, taking the Raiders to beat the Falcons. Uh, the Ravens are the uh, the Raiders are a three and a half point favorite. And I'm taking them over the Falcons. The Patriots game is with the Cardinals. Cardinals are a two and a half point favorite. I went back and forth on this one. 
I think I'll stick with the Cardinals to cover and beat the Patriots. Like I said, I'm very iffy on that one, but that's all I'll go with. Sunday night, uh, they have the Bears, who are an 8.5-point underdog against Green Bay. I'm taking the Bears in that one to cover. And then the Monday night game, taking the Seahawks at minus as a five and a half point favorite over the Eagles. But I just thought about this now with um, Tuesday night game. I feel like it's only fair for me to add that one to this week's slate of games. One, it'll give me another chance to, you know, add a win and get back to 500 because my record right now is struggling. But um, I think in that one, I will take the, because the Steelers are going into that matchup as a three and a half point favorite. Give me the Steelers to cover that against the Ravens. So that will be my seventh pick for this week. Like I said, if you're new, I always do Thursday night games. This week there was two, so I did both of them. Falcons game, living in the Atlanta area. Patriots game, big Patriots fan from Boston. Then the Sunday night game, Monday night game. So with the Tuesday night game, that counts as a primetime game to me. So you get seven this week. Um, Probably around... Tuesday, I will do my recap of my picks to see how well I did. Because, like I said, right now, uh, after coming off a one and five week, I know terrible. Now thirty and thirty-five on the year at forty-six percent. The goal is to get up to sixty percent by the end of the year, which I'm running out of weeks, but there's still some time. I think I can do it. Hopefully this week. Now with the seventh game. Maybe I can go at least five and two. Maybe sneak in a six and one. We'll see. And I guess just one last thing with the NFL. There are some key injuries, like I said, for this week. So for the Cardinals Patriots game, Larry Fitzgerald is out. He's on the COVID list. I mean, that just means you'll see more Christian Kirk. But they still have DeAndre Hopkins, so the passing game shouldn't suffer too much. But Larry Fitzgerald is their safety blanket. He's a guy who finds the first down marker, gets there, catches a lot of passes over the middle. So they'll be without that. Julio Jones, where haven't we heard this story before? He has a hamstring injury. He won't play today. I mean, of course, that's become a running theme for the past few years. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, shoulder injury, he's out. He's only played, what, two games this year, so we've gotten used to that. Uh, Tua, Tonga Viola, the the rookie sensation with the Dolphins, he is out with a thumb injury, so good old Ryan Fitzmagic Fitzpatrick will be playing. And then for the Vikings, Adam Thielen, is out with an illness. He was on the COVID list, but uh, I believe he had a false positive, but there wasn't enough time for him to get cleared to play, so he's out. And those are kind of your big injuries for the week. And like I said, fantasy football teams, you know, I'm sure you really paid attention to those. But 
But yeah, you know, that's, I think I've got you all covered for the NFL for these next couple days with Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. So it should be a great few days of watching some good games on TV. Uh, Like I say every week, I got the TV going. I pull up a game on the laptop, maybe even catch some red zone to kind of jump all around. But it's, it's a good week to do that. And um, I guess looking ahead to the next episode, I will go back to the NBA. So for all my NBA fans out there, definitely tune into that. Uh, With free agency kind of winding down and we will be getting into December preseason. They released their preseason schedule, so I'll work that into next episode as well. Uh, Most teams are playing like two games, so nothing drastic there, but... The NBA season is, was it like three, a little over three weeks away. So free agency is kind of winding down. Most players have signed somewhere or any trades that were going to happen have been uh, made already. So I'm going to take a look at that and see who's a winner and a loser coming out of the offseason. So that should be fun. And definitely tune in for that. So, so yeah. Once again, thank you um, for listening in. Hope you enjoyed yourself because I did. And you know, you can listen to the podcast on all major uh, platforms where you do listen to your podcasts. You know, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. It's all there. Um. You can follow the show on the Facebook page, Chomping at the Bit, and also on Twitter, at Chomping Podcast. Uh, if you follow the show on Twitter, I have become uh, more active on Twitter, so I will... So all the episodes do go on Twitter. There's a link there where you can listen to them there. Uh, I also put up polls and stuff to kind of you know, see how you guys are thinking with some of the big stories I find out there. And, um, and yeah, also, wherever you do listen to the podcast, please hit the subscribe button. Um, if there is a place to leave a review, definitely do that as well. Kind of give me some feedback on what you like, what you might want me to change. You can do that on Twitter as well or the Facebook page. You know, leave comments there as well. But, yeah, so thanks again. Um know be safe out there god bless as well and i will catch you on the next episode all right this episode is made possible by pwc when you put the right tech in the hands of the right people good things happen it powers change it accelerates innovation It keeps you a step ahead. Our community of solvers brings the right tech to drive real results. It all adds up to The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.